After everything goes down, I reach back to the friend. I'm like, okay, well, how's your e-commerce thing going? The guy is like, oh, we scaled the store to a million in the last four months. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. On here with Ace Ready. I met Ace online and he is outside the solar space. And I know a lot of people are in the solar space, but I thought, one, I love Ace's content. And two, he's being very successful in his space. And so I thought it'd be, it would bring a lot of value to bring him on here, have a conversation, and just see like a completely different world that a lot of us solar people aren't used to seeing, but that has a ton of potential and actually doesn't require like a ton. Like it's not like you have to pick up and move and do, your, do a different job. Because um, And I've had a lot of people ask about this. So I have, that's a long intro. Ace, for those that don't know you, um, give us a little snippet of your, uh, your bio. Oh, for sure. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, by the way. Really excited to share a lot of value uh, with your audience. Um, guys, my name is Ace Reddy. Um, the first thing you need to know is I kind of have an ADD, so I'll go from four different topics. Like, I'll scroll through four different topics at the same time. I'm sorry for that. But um, I'm an internet marketer. I'm 21 years old. I've been in this business for, for like the last six years or seven years, since 2013. Um, I got in this business when I was about 14 years old. I was bored of school because I would get good grades and stuff, but I was just bored and I was just, I just felt very unfulfilled, right? Because like I look at my dad every day and my dad like had a degree and stuff. He was an accountant and like his income was capped, you know, like he was like, like there's only a set amount of money that he could make regardless of how great he works, regardless of what he does, right? And there were people like my dad on one side and there were a lot of people living in freedom and abundance um, on another side, right? That, that could go into places, buy whatever the heck they want to buy and really live the life that they want to live. Um, I would look at that and I'd be like, okay, look, you know, like I, I need to change some things here. So I got, I started looking for ways to make money um the internet was a the internet was a really famous thing to make money with you know in 2013 everyone's like oh you know me making x amount of money here so um i got started in uh well i was searching for a way to make money and there was this company called cafe press right and i like i was like this this is amazing because the way cafe press worked is they would like like you would create a design and they had print it onto a shirt and they'd ship it to the customer for you and like like you could get that done for like ten dollars and you could sell the shirt for twenty dollars so you would make ten dollars in profit uh so you get a design together you put it on a shirt you sell it you make ten dollars profit for every shirt you sell um i was like this is golden you know let me let me get to work on this for me that was just gold right because like i was bored at school and this is something extremely fun um i got started in that um, unfortunately, you didn't really have a lot of mentors back when I was doing it. In 2013, um, there's really no one that was actually talking about, you know, making money with e-commerce like that, like with print on demand. Um, that business model is called print on demand, by the way. And, and there was really no one to tell me what to do. So I had to quit that because I didn't know that you had to like advertise your products and stuff. And then I joined another 
uh, and then I did a bunch of stuff, guys. Like I did MLMs, you know. Um, anyway, 2014, I was miserable as hell. I felt like a sore loser because I'm like, dude, like, like, you know, like I, like I've um, really like quit on college because I'm like quit on school because I'm like on the inside. I had no interest, you know, to go to school anymore. Uh, zero. I completely quit on it. I was going there, but my mind was somewhere else. Like, like my physical self was there, but like mentally I wasn't there at all. Like I didn't, like I, I always knew I was going to be a dropout. Um, so a year later, I'm like, okay, dude, like I've been doing this for like a year now. Like I made, I think I made like 150 bucks and spent like 400 or $500 so far. Um, and I'm like, like, there's something wrong with me, you know? And I'm, I'm like, at this point, I think I'm 16 or 15. Uh, and I'm like, like, this is just messed up. Like, what do I do here? Um, but then, then, you know, I have, I have some experience running Facebook ads and stuff, or at least watching it. And like, there's this personal development guy. He did a webinar with Jordan Belfort, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. And I remember emailing the dude after the webinar. And I'm like, dude, that was an amazing webinar. Like you killed it. And the guy is like, well, you know, you were one of the few people that actually emailed me. I think everyone else was busy emailing Belfort. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know? Um, and this guy is like, tell you what, what do you do? And I, I started telling him my story about how, I'm, uh, how, I use, like, how I've been in the industry for a while, like keep pushing through and stuff. And the guy is like, well, tell you what, I'll give you a job, like come run my ads for me. Cause I don't know anything about ads, like come run my ads for me, it could be a learning experience for you too. And I was 16, right? I was exhilarated. I was like, dude, like, like I will do this. Like this should be really fun. I, got, I started running ads for the guy. Um, a month later, all my uh, fears started to surface because now like, I didn't have my freedom anymore, uh, which is one of the things that I wanted to have because like, I'd look at my dad every day and like, he'd wake up at a certain time every day and he had a certain uh, day of living, right, which is very uh, restricted. Like he, couldn't, like he couldn't do all the things he wanted to do. It was so, like, he lived in so much restriction. You know? like, he, did, he did everything that he did to take care of the family, which I'm really, really proud of and happy about but like he was mega restricted in his way of living and I didn't want that so the moment I got this um, job right I don't even know if it's a job it was remote I was working from home but like I was like dude like like I don't see myself living this life ever um but I wasn't making any money at this point like I was like like I was failing with every project and um the worst thing happened it's like the first month that I start off the job, my dad passes away and this gets like really wrecked because now I'm like, because he was the only working person in the family and like now my mom wasn't working anymore. And I'm like, dude, I got to like, I got to turn things around quick because my mom is like, you know what, we'll sell the home, we'll go to a smaller home, we do that, we do this. Um, and I'm like, okay, dude, like I got to make some money here now, you know. Um, that's when I got introduced to Grant Cardone actually because I didn't know Cardone until then. I, I, I probably met Cardone, I probably saw Cardone stuff like, in October of 2014, um, and I was like, okay, this guy seems interesting. But like, out from a dad passed away, I watching Cardone's videos, and his dad passed away too. So I, I don't know, I just, I just had a rapport with the guy. When he was younger, his dad passed away, and we had a similar story. I kept listening to him. I kept taking 10x levels of action, and uh, I think by uh, March of next year, I built a six-figure business. I'll tell you guys how I did it. I made six figures by the March of next year. So that was in about four months or so. Um, I, quit, I quit school. Um, and this happened pretty quick because I was like, dude, I'm making more money than my teachers. There is no need for me to go to school anymore. 
um, I was going on vacations all the time and, you know, I was being a reckless spender. Um, so, and that just goes to say that you could fail for like a year or maybe two years or however long you've been failing. But the moment you strike gold, you strike gold and things will turn around very quickly uh, because of the momentum in the right direction. Now, what did I do to like turn it around? Here's kind of like the backstory. Uh, by the way, dude, am I going on for too long? No, you're, I'm hanging on every word. Keep going. All right. So um, I think it was December, right? Um, when I quit the job, like, which my mom was like, okay, dude, like, you have one job, like, keep it. Like, at least you're earning money. Like, I'm like, okay, look, I can't be tapped by this. Um, you know, I, like, it, it, I feel like I'm in a prison of some sort, you know? Like, like you're, you're working so much, but you're making the other dude so much money that you could be making yourself. Um, and like, I'm like, okay, well, look, you know, like, let's, let's venture into a new model because like the previous models really didn't work. And that was when there was this dude called Peter Chan Jr. Okay. And this guy was blowing up. He was a guy I met back in Empower. We've been friends for like, now me and Peter have been friends for six years. I've known the guy since he was making uh, three to $4,000 a month or so. And uh, I met, like, I met this dude and now he's making six figures uh, uh, every month. And I'm like, this guy made like a hundred grand selling t-shirts guys. And I'm like, dude, like, how are you doing that? And he's like, Oh, nice to see you again. And I'm like, we didn't speak for a bit. And he's like, Oh, I'm doing it through e-commerce, bro. Like, you know, like I quit empower, uh, empower was the company that I was in an MLM kind of company. And he's like, bro, I quit empower. Now I'm doing e-commerce. I just made a hundred grand selling shirts. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. Me. Um, um, is cursing allowed? Cause I curse a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it out. Keep going. Cool. <laughs> So I'm like, dude, like this is this is a joke. Like this guy is making a hundred grand selling shirts. Like, are you serious? I pull up the video proof, and he is making a hundred grand. And I'm like, dude, like, wow. You know, um, at this point, Don Wilson started blowing up too because Don had a course. Uh, who, by the way, Don Wilson's a good friend of mine now. But back back then, he was like my he was like my role model, right? And I was like, okay, dude, Don Wilson, the Don Wilson's the guy, you know, that everyone looks up to. Uh, but anyway, so he started like uh, he started like his course called Facebook Ads Cracked, and that was blowing up. Anyway, Peter Chan gives me access to his course, right? He's like, "Bro, you've been a friend for a while. I know you. You work a lot. Here's my course. Let's see if you go do something with it." Um, at this point, I was like, "Okay, let's 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 try this out," you know. And I got another business partner um, who kind of ran that kind of stuff before, and we started running our first few ads. And the funniest thing happens is that we make like. I think it was 15 grand. I don't remember the exact number, but it was somewhere in the range of 12 to 18,000 um, using this concept called as a name shirt. So like, for example, if your name is Cody, uh, we'd get shirts that said all Cody's are awesome. And we'd use a tool called social lead freak. We'd scrape the names of everyone whose name's first name is Cody and we'd run the ads for them, you know, and we'd be like, Oh, if your name is Cody, you got to buy the shirt guys, you know? Um, it worked extremely well, worked extremely well. A lot of people made a lot of money with it until Facebook was like, okay, guys, you know, you're creeping a lot of people out here. You know, um, everyone thinks that Facebook's selling information. We can't let that happen. So we're going to ban your accounts if you run this kind of stuff. And uh, that was when we had to stop doing it. Um, and then after that, I got into a wide range of businesses. I started running affiliate marketing stuff. And then we had a mastermind on the side. And he People were paying like three thousand dollars just to learn from me, which was pretty interesting because I was like, dude, like, you know, like this is awesome, right? I mean, like at one point I used to pay people, now they're paying me. That's awesome. Uh -huh. 
um, and we started having all these people really blow up and everything was fine and good. Cause I mean, like the, the, the month that turned 18, I feel, um, I went and like, I had such a life of luxury, right? It's like 18 years old. Like I would spend so much money on like the most worthless stuff. Like I'd buy, I spent $600, like $600 jeans, you know, like I, like the second, the month after I turned uh, 18, I bought like a $6,000 watch and I didn't even like, like for me, it was more about, oh, I like the watch, I'll buy it. Okay, let me take it. So like I've lived in such a, a reckless life. I feel like now I don't do it as much anymore, but like when I was 18, I did that. And I felt like I had a Midas touch of some sort. Cause I'm like, okay, dude, like I can turn anything into gold. And you know, I was young and I was like reckless and stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, I am a legend. I touch any business going to turn into gold. Uh, 2017 was when I had a wake up call. Um, I started this business. It did not work well. Um, and it really sunk me down. Cause I had a health issue that too at this point. And like took me down big time. Um, I took a few people down big time because it wasn't just me in the business. And uh, the next thing you know is like I, I spent seven months playing um, playing Xbox and I was playing Battlefield every day. I'm like, okay, well, you know, the business isn't working, so I might as well go back to playing Battlefield because I have now the good part about this is I still had a good life while playing Battlefield for seven months, right? It's not like it's not like I was broke you know, um, which a lot of people are. It's like, okay, well, they, they don't go to their job for one month. All of a sudden, they're in a wreck. Like, for me, that wasn't an issue. Like, I was, like, playing Battlefield. I was still good. But seven months later, I was like, okay, things are going really downhill now. Because um, it was supposed to be a 30-day break. It became seven months. It turned into seven months. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, like, my, like I was like, oh, guys, you know, my Battlefield KD ratio is so good. You know, and these guys were like, okay, what are you going to do with it? Cash it at the bank? I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm just good at the game, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then after that, like a client of mine, because I ran this mastermind, um, I ran a $10,000 mastermind. It was $5,000 first, and then we kept bumping up the price. Uh, we had 40 people in it. One of the client in the mastermind, uh, now he was doing e-commerce, and I was doing some consulting for the dude. So I did some consulting for the guy and he had this yoga store right and he was selling like yoga leggings and yoga mats and stuff and i was in some external consulting and for me it's more about because like i was really good at traffic um i was an affiliate marketing guy you know so like i was really good at traffic um and this guy was like dude i need you help with facebook so i'm like okay well i was trying to help this guy out uh, we did two hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales with that store in like four months or so um the only reason i hated that model is because the profits were too low on that store and it really wasn't that great of a motivation for me to like quit whatever the heck that I was going to do to this. Because I thought what I was going to do was like a big deal, right? Uh, clearly it wasn't. But anyway, after everything goes down, I reach back to the friend. I'm like, okay, well, how's your e-commerce thing going? The guy is like, oh, we scaled the store to a million in the last four months. So it's going good. I'm like, you know, like, wow, let me get back into this. I got back into the e-commerce stuff. Um, and the first store that we actually started working on was like this uh, motorcycle store. So I had him as a partner in the store too. Uh, scaled it up to 80 grand, 90 grand actually. Um, selling rings and chains and motorcycle kind of stuff and t-shirts. And um, then I was like, okay, look, we're on to something here. And I basically what I did is I took everything that we did and I turned it into somewhat of a system. So now we could pretty much use it with any store and kill it. Um, we um, 
started like we we took on clients at this point i had a christian apparel kind of store selling apparel and phone cases um we were able to scale that store to like 300 a day uh, 200 a day in 15 days so we in 15 days we were able to take store from zero to 200 a day um we took we took another store a white like selling a mug guys like a viking mug I wish i could show you that mug but you could you could search like viking mugs or something on google and you'll see it we sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of that mug in two months um yeah it's a lot of units we were doing about three thousand five hundred dollars a day at one point um i mean it just kept going we had so many stores we made forty five thousand dollars just selling socks you know and the system was so good that then I went out and started teaching people that um, now I have over 150 testimonials. You know, uh, I feel like over 50 people and guy, by the way, I don't know the exact number of this. Over 50 people have built and sold their first product using some of the information that I shared in my programs. Um, three people have hit seven figures in sales, three people. Um, six guys have hit six figures in sales and there's a lot of other people killing it. Um, six two comma club winners. If you guys know what the ClickFunnels community is, it's like they award people that hit a million dollars in sales. Uh, six two comma club winners have given me a testimonial. So that's you know like that's pretty awesome in my opinion. But that's kind of like my story, guys. At this point, um, I'm at I'm at a point of freedom. Or I don't know what your definition of freedom is because everyone has a different definition of freedom. But for me, my definition of freedom was the ability to wake up whenever I wanted to wake up. Um, buy whatever I want to buy and live the kind of life that I, I really want to live without having to worry about, you know, money or where the next dollar is going to come from or anything like that. So that's really my definition of freedom, man. I think I've been able to create it. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of really good things in that story that I want to dissect. So mm -hmm. first, when you were really, really young, one, most people that age don't think about starting their own businesses. So what, like, was it just something inside of you? They're like, I gotta do this. I gotta try something. Um, or like, why did you do that versus your peers? Um, well, I mean, I feel, look, I was just the kind of guy that, you know, like I, I believe that anything is possible. I don't know, it's just like, cause for me, I had the whole idea cause when I was reading this biography of Bill Gates and it was like this 12 minute biography. I don't even know why I picked it up. Uh, we were in the library once and I was like, okay, well, what book do I read here? And they had a book of Bill Gates and I'm like, yeah, he's rich. Like he's, he's rich and successful. I read his book. Uh, so I read that and I'm like, this guy is really not that different from us. You know, like he's just a guy that did things the right way. And that's why he's as successful as he is. So if I do things the right way, I'm probably going to get rich too. Um, for me, when I was younger, it was all about getting rich. Uh, now it's not as much anymore, but when I was younger, I'm like, dude, I got to get rich. I got to get rich. Now it's more about like, okay, well, you know, I got to get rich and, you know, make an impact and stand for something and, you know, stand against something and help a bunch of people out. But like when I was younger, I'm like, dude, I got to get rich. I want the yacht. I want the jet. How do I get it? Um, and for me, I just like, I just felt very stuck, dude. Like I, I would chronically feel stuck. Cause I mean, if, so here's the, here's the deal, right? You don't want to live like, you don't want to go to a job. You never want to get a job. Um, you have no other options really, except for starting a business. You know, like I was like, I just despise the whole idea of getting a job because I don't want to live like my dad who was like working all the time and stuff. Yeah. 
So like the only other option that I had was to start a business and I'm like, might as well start it now. Uh, yeah. Well, and there, so that brings us like to another good point is you, you wanted these things, these freedoms, um, and you define those as two things, like waking up when you want to wake up, buying what you want. But mm-hmm. there's, you started doing some of those actions and you notice there's repercussions, right? Because I, I know a lot of people that I work with and coach that have the same thing. And then all of a sudden I give them that freedom to do that. And then they just take it as total freedom without discipline, right? Because then they don't do any of the work. Um, now, right. you, you, hit, you hit a hiccup. We'll go with that in a second. That I'll call it the Xbox hiccup. We'll go to that in a second. But, like, how do you discipline yourself within that freedom so you still produce results and get value without sacrificing the freedom? Because that's kind of the tricky – that's the balancing act there. Yeah, I think I think the one major thing that actually changed my life for the better and helped me with this is like me being in an MLM company. Because I mean, the whole network marketing deal is a very sketchy deal and you might not make any money from it, but they are extremely good at personal development stuff. You know, they will get you hooked on the right books. They will get you hooked on the right people. Like, you, like I feel like network marketing is a place where you learn how to learn. Okay. You know, like how to progress. So like um, there was this concept I learned called ambitiously lazy, which is something that I've kind of lived by. So the whole concept of ambitiously lazy is work today so you can be lazy tomorrow. And like, so like hustle today. So like you could like wake up whenever the heck you want to wake up and like do some of the things that you want to do. So um, for me, it's not, I don't even know if it's actually discipline, but like for me, when I got into this business, it was just so fun. Um, because I was bored of school. That was my problem. Boredom was my major problem. Uh-huh. I got into this business. It was so fun. I didn't want to stop working. Like, I didn't even want to sleep. Like, I, I just wanted to keep going and keep yeah. learning stuff and keep moving forward. Um, yeah, and then I was also ambitiously lazy. So when things got hard, I would still work because I was like, dude, like, you know, like, I'm just going to work so much. Tomorrow, I'm going to be lazy when things are going good. Uh, yeah. Which I think I kind of did with the Xbox hiccup, but, you know, I uh, probably did that way sooner. Well, let's, let's well I'll, I'm gonna get the xbox thing in just a second but let's, right. and I, I again this is something that I've noticed that a lot of people fall into and I was actually reading a biography by Phil Jackson by Phil Jackson shoe dog the guy that did Nike and uh, yeah. he says the exact same thing when they first took Nike public um, he said even his wife who was really really disciplined still splurged I think she bought like her thing was staples I don't remember what it was but it was something like something really weird. She just bought like a ton of or paper clips or something really random, like a whole room full. And uh, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people when they make it, especially when they make it really young and really early, have those splurges. And uh, I think, well, I, I'm just going to draw a couple of conclusions and you could just add on whatever. I think one, it's just human nature to do that. Um, but two, to like learn to reel it in pretty quick. Because if you don't learn to reel it in, then like it, it will continue to bite you in the butt and uh, you, you have to reel it in. I think that's something you mentioned too, Ace, is like I still buy stuff, but I, I'm way more controlled on what I buy now than just buying stuff just to buy stuff. And I think part of that is probably starting to come to terms with who you are and your identity and have, being confident in yourself and not relying on, hey, I need to buy this watch just to look good. So I, mean, I don't know if there's anything you want to add on that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I felt, I felt like I've been a very, uh, I was very insecure when I was younger. 
and like i would like buy all the fashionable stuff just to hide that insecurity you know like like i like dress in burberry all the time or like versace or whatever like just trying to just trying to like give out a whole i'm bigger than life kind of image now i really don't care about it much and um, yeah you know as you said it's like everyone i feel like needs to learn how to reel it in uh, um, you know for, fortunately I was, I was able to learn that early um, yeah well i think the thing that reels it in is starting to be secure and confident in yourself and in the like i noticed especially a lot of people that make it young, like make it good really young just mm-hmm. that those insecurities come right out and they can either let those insecurities continue to drive them and that's that's like a big trap with social media because some people think like oh i look good i look i bought a guy get expensive stuff and people are liking it but just because they like it doesn't mean they actually value it there's a huge difference between a, like a social media like and like someone actually valuing that person and I, I like, I'm glad that social media, at least for my feed, the, the pictures in front of Lamborghinis has really like decreased. I've noticed over the past like eight, nine months compared to what it used to be. Cause that, that stuff would get a lot of likes, but it wasn't turning a lot of value. So people started to turn that off a lot. I, I, I'm glad the market is speaking towards that. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that. I agree. I don't think Tal Lopez does a lot of Lamborghini videos either anymore. Nope. Uh, he does videos with girls in it, but that you know that is that is I guess the new trend now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, on Ty, Ty thing specifically, it was just him in the hotel room with a selfie camera, very raw, you know, and that right. got a ton of conversions. Um, but let's let's dive into the Xbox scene because I think a lot of people that I I appreciate you being vulnerable about that because I think a lot and I've had the tell my own demon stories about that, but like. A lot of times people see someone that's successful and they don't see the downs. Um, how do yeah. you get out? Like one, I think I'm just going to say this. Everybody needs to be more vulnerable about their downs because we all have them. And the more we hide them, it's just like a demon in the closet. It's going to just make it worse. Um, but I, two, yeah, I agree. how do you get, how do you get over that? Like, like some people, some people never do. I mean, you see some people in their whole life. So they just get, they get hit once they get knocked down. Like, but I'm guessing there's a couple things I'm not going to, I'm pretty sure I know what they are because um, you mentioned them, but I'm just wondering if we could go back to that, that segment there and like, what were some things that helped you get out of that, that downtime? Well, I mean, you know, I feel like, I feel like anyone that hits a downtime or starts engaging any destructive activity, I don't think it's like he naturally chooses to get into it. There's, there is a compelling reason why he decided to like get into that sort of lifestyle. Right. So like, it's usually him running away from something or retreating from like a fact that is, you know, true. He just doesn't want to accept that truth. So he's just like running away from it and finding more distractions. In my case, that truth was like, I was like invincible and I'm really good at marketing and I'm really good at that. And like the moment I like took a huge failure, I was just like, okay, dude, like I'm probably not that good. But I was like running away from the fact that I was maybe not that good. I didn't even want to test the fact, you know? So I was like, for me, it was in retreat mode. Um, it took me six months or seven months of me being that destructive. Uh, not just Xbox, like it was alcohol, it was Xbox, I was doing a bunch of destructive stuff. Um, took me a while to like really crack out of it, honestly. The reason I crack, cracked out of it was when I was like, okay, look, you know, like I've, I've done this for quite a bit now, you know, let me just like go back and get things in order um, yeah. somehow. Well, there's, there's one thing you mentioned too, that you, you, you were self-motivated that the awesome mentioned that someone reached out to you and you willingly helped accepted their help. Yeah. Cause it was like a mastermind sort of mine. Um, 
you know, and well, actually, he didn't even reach out. I was like, okay, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, well, I'm doing this e-commerce stuff. For me, I feel like it's always boredom that's a problem. You know, like when I'm bored of something, I'm bored of something. Um, that's always been like my big problem. So anything that's interesting would catch my eye. In this case, it was this e-commerce shit. You know, and like this guy was like, okay, look, two, like we were earning all this money, it's like selling uh, yoga stuff. And I'm like, okay, look, okay, what are you doing? And he's like, well, dude, like I would really love your help with like Facebook ads and stuff. Like it'd be great to have you on board. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. So like I jumped in and I tried to help the dude and really crushed it. So for me, it's like now I have this um, way of living where, for example, if I feel very down, I try to win in one place. It doesn't matter what place it is. Like I try to get one small win. And then like build up, build the momentum on top of it. I feel like that's the easiest way to get out of any slump really. Um, but yeah, when I was younger, I, didn't, I really didn't know how to deal with some of these problems because I feel like in entrepreneurship and running a business in general, everyone talks about, you know, stuff like making money and getting leads and stuff, but no one really talks to you about like the mental transformations that you need to experience to yeah. get to a level. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, well, just, yeah, it is, it is yeah. a transformation. I, I, I like that word. Now, now I, I think that's a, I think that's a good wrap on that. Um, I, and I do want to dive into a few things that you mentioned because I think a lot of people in my audience are are a little unaware of it. And if I don't go into it, they're gonna there's gonna be some question answers. So you, you mentioned e-commerce. That's that's mm-hmm. your thing. Um, what like the, in when I say e- if I googled e-commerce right now, there would be millions, if not billions, of search results. So in terms of your definition of e-commerce, like what do you focus on? Not just, I guess not your definition, but what do you actually do within e-commerce, Ace? Like what's your, what's your realm? What do you like really master at? Um, I'm, re- I'm honestly, I'm really a good, I'm like, I could sell anything on Facebook. That's physical products. So for me, I was really good at ads. And again, it goes back to a little bit about the story. I was really good at running ads for like, affiliate products. So like I would sell other people's products as an affiliate and I was making a lot of money doing that before Facebook decided to take it down. Um, so like what happened was we moved into this e-commerce stuff and e-commerce is really no different from affiliate products. Basically what we were doing is drop shipping and the way drop shipping works is you sell a product and after someone buys the product, you take like you, you buy the product and have it shipped to them. Like there is no inventory. There's nothing like that. You could go to a site like AliExpress, for example, and there's people selling products for $5. You could like get a store together, put those products on your store and sell it for 20 or 30 and like just pay $5 here, like get the product shipped out and you're making $25 in return. Now, the key is to like spend less than $25 on ads to get the sale. So the diff- like, why should someone buy from you and not AliExpress directly? Because number one, they don't even know, like they don't even know what AliExpress is in some cases. Sometimes they don't want to buy from a Chinese store. That's just how it is. They're like, okay, I don't want to go buy from the Chinese store. But if you have like an e-commerce store, right, that looks very branded and like it looks like you have a support system in place and whatever, they'll, they'll buy from you, you know? And now all you got to do is like sell them a product, go back to like the Chinese store, buy the product from there and have it shipped to them. And it's really that simple. And how do you get these customers? You run ads. So you take like, and this is where we, uh, this is where my courses come into play because I'll show you, like I really show people how to um, figure out what product's going to convert, what product's not going to convert, what product's going to sell, like what product's going to sell extremely well, what product's not scalable. And like, I take like some of these things, um, you know, 
and like really like I have a full system for it on how to choose like the right products and stuff. So like we could take these products, advertise them on Facebook. And if your advertising costs are less than $25 and then you're making a profit. Um, you know, okay. again, the number depends. So if you're selling a product for 20 bucks that you're buying for $5, now we need to get a sale for every $15 that you spend on ads to actually start making any profits. Uh, my business, however, is a, is a little bit different now than it used to be. Because when I started off in the e-commerce game, uh, drop shipping was amazing. Like you could make money solely drop shipping. Uh, now you really can't do it because Facebook has the quality scores and there, I have a few more nerdy terms really, but like, um, now there's a lot of complications to it because Facebook basically asks your customers, okay, did you get the product like in the last two weeks and AliExpress takes three weeks to ship it, you know? So that becomes sort of a problem and there's workarounds around it and there's a way to deal with it. Um, but now, like now we're at a position where we can spend $20 to acquire a customer and we end up spending $5 in loss on the front end, but we still make a lot of money on the back end because we have so many products to sell them on the back. Okay. So it's like, it's like this whole uh, system that we have where we basically take products and sell them, um, you know, and we don't even manufacture the products. Like, you know, when yeah. you're getting started, you don't have to manufacture the products. It'll probably take you an hour to get a store up. You know, all you gotta do is like take the products, put them on your store, run ads to them. And so, if you know so, how to do it, you can keep doing it and keep making money doing it. So for, for someone, let's so again, most of my audience is solar guys that are knocking doors selling solar. But if they're like, hey, I hear this e-commerce thing, this online thing's blowing up, what, what are some of my options? Okay, so one of, the, one of these options is something that Ace teaches. And basically the concept is this. There's a factory out in, let's say China, because that's where a lot of factories are. And I'm mm -hmm. in Canada. And there's these Canadians that just don't know about AliExpress because they're just too lazy or there's, or maybe it's America and Americans are all freaked out about China. So they're not even going to consider buying anything from China direct. But since I'm an entrepreneur, I don't have any fears. I'm going to contact this, this guy that's selling a widget, right? Let's use the mug. They're selling this custom mug that looks like real, that I can print something special on. I can set up my website and then run traffic to that website through Facebook ads and make a profit on that mug I'm selling. But what you're saying too is have a few other things within that that'll upsell and bring your average cart value higher. So you're profiting on that. Is that like, a, is that the basic outline for it? Yeah. Um, I've, I mean, the, so basically when you're getting started, right. Yeah. Um, you're going to be doing dropshipping, and I recommend that to anyone. Cause I mean, when you're getting started, you don't have a lot of money. You're in a shoestring budget. Like I've been there. So I understand where you guys are coming from. Uh, you can't really get a warehouse. Like there is no point in getting a warehouse because you don't even know what products are going to convert yet either. Yeah. You have so, so you're not like having to, like when you're contacting these, these people at AliExpress or whatever, you're not having to put a ton of money. You're, you don't need like $30,000 to start your business and, and rent and overhead and all this stuff. There's a structure in place to be able to ship those to customers. Obviously you have to pay for that structure. It's going to hurt your margins a little bit, but it's way less risky than doing the traditional route of like, brick and mortar stores. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you literally have no costs, honestly. Like the only costs that you have are like the $27 for the Shopify account. Um, <laughs> um, and you have like some, a few costs for like a few apps. And if you want a premium theme, you could get a premium theme for the app and you can get a store up in less than two hours. You know, if you're, if you know what you're doing, you can get a store up in less than an hour. 
But like, right. if, even if you're trying to learn, it'll take you two hours to get the store up. And that's it. Like, you don't have to buy the products or anything like that. The only thing you would have to invest money in now is to run ads. Because you're trying to, you're basically taking the image and you're selling the product on your store. But you don't even have the product yet. So it's like you're going to be selling the product. And when someone buys it, that's when you go back to AliExpress and you're like, okay, I have a customer. So here's, here's the money. Ship the product out to them. Okay. Um, it's really that simple. Yeah, but I think this, the thing you, there was a really key word there you said really quick I want to point out is, if you know what you're doing, because again, if I, if I went online right now and I said how to do e-commerce, I'm sure I would get like 10,000, 20, 50,000, millions of different results. And like, mm -hmm. that's really confusing. But what, but and again, one of the reasons we're having this conversation is one, you've done that for years and years and years. You've had some ups mm -hmm. and downs. So you've had, you've had a lot of failures. So you know what not to do. You've had a lot of successes. I think you, met, you said I had 140 testimonials people you've mm -hmm. helped do this and i'm guessing those people were from all around the world with all different types of budgets i'm guessing correctly right yeah and so that's a, an advantage of saying hey there's this guy on facebook his name's ace ready a c e r e d d y he's got an e-commerce course i bet you if you direct message him he'll get back to you on hey for a very very like profitable amount he can teach you how to do these things and get it running. And then if it doesn't work, then it's still a hobby. Like it's, it probably work. It's going to work because you do it. But let's say it's just not your cup of tea. Like I tried it. I didn't like it. It doesn't like, you're not, it's not like you, you hung a shingle on a brick and mortar store and didn't like that. Like that's super risky, but just doing this online, you can learn see if you like it. If you like it and you're successful at it, awesome. Keep running with it. If you're successful with it, but you don't like it for whatever reason, it's just, you know, then there wasn't a huge loss. I don't, I, there's no downside to doing this if you're at least interested in it. Is, or am I seeing that in any way, shape, or form wrong? Or you can correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, I, com I completely agree. Um, I, mean, I mean, the risks are pretty much non-existent. I mean, the only risk that you have is like with the ad costs. And again, the thing with ads is also, if you try to do it on your own, guys, you will lose a ton of money. You know, that's just like, that's just a lot because you don't know what you're doing when you get started. That is exactly why I recommend you buy either my course or someone else's. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you muted me there. I, I meant to mute myself because I've, I've been coughing this whole thing, so I meant to mute myself uh, by muting you. But yeah, okay, buy, totally. yeah, to buy your course. And I think that's like 100%. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, well, I'm going to give a testimony of that because I actually saw a guy running ads in my like mm -hmm. on my Facebook feed and the ads sucked and I just reached out to him I was like dude you're I, I don't know why I did I just did I was like dude your ad needs some help brother you're probably not getting a lot of conversions off that he actually <clears throat> responded back to me and he said I've run four hundred dollars and I haven't got one click dang or, yeah four hundred bucks no clicks and I'm like you could have spent that money on a course and then run ads for $10 and got a click. But that, and that was only like a week of ads or something like that. It was really quick. And he's, and he's still running that ad, but he's not willing to buy the course that would make it like way more effective. I just, I'm just like, it blows my mind, but you have to pay for that knowledge. And it's always like very, very affordable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as, as I told you a story before, I think the recording started, I had this client called Brent Shepard, uh, the guys from Florida. So like he comes, he comes to me and he's running this $20,000 per month business, you know, selling subscription boxes. Um, and he's like, dude, I'm doing 20,000 a month. I really want to scale, but like my numbers are capped. And like he buys 
this course from me after a lot of hesitation. The course was only $97. So I think he just wanted to save, like he just wanted to know what he was getting before he bought it. So he was extremely skeptic and he didn't want to waste time on the course if it really wouldn't help him or whatever. He bought the course. Six weeks later, the guy was now making like 50 or 60 grand a month. Um, and like a year later now, in December, so it's like a year now, he's doing $200,000 a month, same business, using the same information I gave him, okay? From one course, that's 97 bucks. This guy was already doing stuff, right? He was making 20 grand, so he already knew what he was doing, but he watched one course, it changed the whole landscape for him. Yeah. And this is what happened, like, like most of my clients, like there was a guy called James, the guy gets the webinar. Uh, I think he's from Canada, actually. The guy gets my webinar, he goes out there, starts advertising stuff, he makes like, um, let me pull up the exact number, but it's somewhere around like $1,500 a day or so, or $1,500 a month uh, or so. So like, I'm gonna pull up the exact number so I don't, no, it's $2,946. He sold 124 products, um, and this was in about a month or so. So like instantly, when you, when, you get, when you get a course like mine and you start implementing it, you start getting results. Uh, no guarantees, of course, legally, because, but, but, you know. Well, you that's because every product's different and everybody's hustle's different. Like you're, that one example you use with bread or whatever, like he could have bought the course and not done anything with it and went nowhere. But I'm guessing he bought the course and he worked, he worked his freaking butt off and then that like helped. So like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, guys. Um, another thing now you could do is you could also go watch my uh, YouTube channel because like, I have a ton of videos on my YouTube channel about Facebook ads, funnel building, e-commerce. It's Ace Ready too. So go to YouTube, type in Ace Ready. You'll be able to pull up my channel. I share a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, I mean, you know, my whole deal has always been you got to pick one mentor and stick with that person to learn a specific activity because I feel like people are so busy like looking for information from every different source. Um, the truth is there are no experts. There's only people that are experienced. So everyone has their own way of doing things and it works for them and it might work for you. But that doesn't mean that the other person's system isn't uh, real. It just means that there's two different people with two different systems. You just got to make the choice that you have to make. And uh, if you decide to go with my system, you know, there's a ton of YouTube videos. You can buy like my courses and really stick to it until it starts to work. Because we're crushing it with that. Like just this month alone, uh, we've sold over $32,000 worth of supplements with 14,000 in ad spend or so. So 13,000 in ad spend actually. So like, especially in the supplements market, that's pretty good. Um, what Ace? There's been a ton. Like I think, especially for my audience, this is a real big eye opener. I know for me, I've learned a ton. Um, but is there any like before we wrap up? Anything else you want to plug in or, or talk about? Um, I think I pretty much covered everything, man. And by the way, guys, I apologize for too ADD on the on the podcast. It's like I have this way of going into seven different places at the same time. But you know. Um, by the way, dude, this has been a great podcast. I don't really do any podcasts. Um, Russ Watt told me that you guys had a great podcast together. I listened to that and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess I'll jump on this. It should be fun. Yeah. And uh, Russ, and Russ is one of the people you missed. That's how I connected to you is through Russ. Like somehow I think we were like mutual friends and we added each other. But, um, so it's interesting how like those connections can, can take place online, but, 
Yeah. Funny story about funny story about Russ, right? Because I'm sure your audience probably risen to Russ uh, before yeah. too. I uh, remember talking to Russ because I was killing it back in 2016. Like 2016 was like my prime year. Um, I went on a vacation, spent like 20, 25 grand on it and didn't even care. That's how good I was killing it. Um, I, remember, I remember talking to Russ back in 2016. The guy was going through some deep, like, like I remember like we would talk a lot and we would do a lot of crazy stuff together. Uh, like, you know, we would troll people and stuff. Um, but like the guy was like in deep shit and like, I'm really like, I, it's really interesting for me to see how he got out of it and like really rose to where he is. Cause I mean, I've seen the guy, he was in $130,000 worth of debt or something. Uh, he owed the IRS 130 grand and I'm like, dude, like, wow, like, how are you going to get through that? And kept pushing through the guy made it through. So like, if you like, I don't, I don't know what position you're in right now, guys, but like. There's always a breakthrough. The, the things will always get better if you want them to get better. And like Russ is honestly a prime example for it. Like I'm kind of an example for it, you know, because I was I went through stuff that most people wouldn't even think about. Um, you know, and I was pretty young too. So like I had to deal with so much stuff when I was like 16 and 17 uh, that grown adults don't have to deal with. You know, yeah. like imagine, imagine like having to like make the money in the home at like 16 and, you know, taking care of people and stuff. Anyway, like the whole the whole sort of concept is you just gotta keep moving forward. Um, about Russ, I think I think Russ Russ probably made his first dollar online from my program. Uh, yeah, and Russ, and Russ is doing really happened. well, and he's making a huge impact on every. Like, it's really cool to see the impact he's making and the audience he's creating. You know. It's, yeah. I, I I like that point of just don't give up. If you keep pushing through, some some days it's gonna suck. You don't want to push through, but if the next day you just push through, like there will be breakthroughs, and uh, it does make a difference. But again, you can't you can't give up, and you can't settle. Like you can't. That's the other thing. Like I think a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not gonna give up." But they do settle for second for that second tier, and then and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if that makes you happy, I think there's there's a lot of value to be found in happiness. I know a lot of times they say, you know, you gotta crush, you gotta be making hundreds of thousands and stuff, but um, for people that do want to make those hundred thousands, that means you got to go where not very many people have gone. And that means pushing through some, some, some pain and depression <laughs> and it's not fun, but on the other side is a pretty awesome, pretty awesome place. I mean, it's a part, it's a part of the game, you know, like you can't really be an entrepreneur and like have the life that you want to have without paying the price for it. Yeah. You know, so they, I think that's, I think that's the deal. One, one last thing I'd probably say, honestly, guys, is something that I've learned over the last, I think a year and a half or so is that you got to stop competing with people like totally. Um, I feel like, I feel like most of us get, cause for me, this was true, right? Like I was like, even now sometimes, right? Like I'm 21 now, which many people would think is like really young to like start a business and they like do things with. But I look, I go to YouTube, for example, and there's all these like 18 year old dudes making millions or whatever. And I'm like, dude, shit, like these, like I was making good money at 18, but nowhere near millions, you know, like what the heck? And like, the thing is like this sort of thinking, the faster you get rid of it, the better it, it is. And uh, I used to have a lot of this stuff going on before, uh, but like, you just can't compete with people. You just gotta know what you want and then get that. Um, and work on getting that. So like set your goals and set your targets and only think about the goals. 
Like, it doesn't really matter what Ace Reddy lives like or what Russ Ward lives like or what this other uh, Kevin David guy looks like or what Tal Lopez lives like. It's, it's all about what do you want to live like. And if these guys are giving you information that's going to help you live that, go live that. But, you know, there's no, there's no point comparing those to them. It's such a huge waste of time and money because now the next thing you know, you're going to be spending a ton of money trying to live like them. Uh, yeah. and, and then you're not going. Then you're going after their happiness, which is not your happiness, and that's like a nasty, nasty trap to get into. Yeah, it's a self-esteem killer, you know. But before you know, you'll have no self-esteem. You won't even know who you are, you know. And you start hitting the Xbox hiccups. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> okay, so we'll we'll again, Ace. I appreciate you jumping on, and thank you for your wisdom. It. it belies your years uh, you've learned a lot for as young as you are and I think the next decade two decades will be really fun to follow that journey so I'm glad like we're Facebook friends and I can watch it um, but guys Ace Ready he's on Facebook on YouTube Ace A-C-E then Ready R-E-D-D-Y follow him you will you will not regret following him because he does post amazing content he's not one of those guys that just sells you all the time he brings value to his audience and then let's that value bring you in, not him trying to bring you in by twisting your arm. So I, I do I post a lot of funny memes, guys. You'll have fun. Funny memes. <laughs> so appreciate it. Awesome. And uh, we'll wish you a Merry Christmas.